0: Welcome to The Story, a TVNZ podcast which takes a story that's been in the news and looks at what's behind it. I'm John Campbell.
1: Hello John, I'm Nicole Bremner, I'm a six o'clock news reporter. Concern is mounting over a recently funded antidepressant with a growing number of patients reporting life-threatening side effects.
0: And how did you find out about the story uh, in Lafax and the people for whom it's not working?
1: Okay, well we were contacted by a group of patients, that's how it first came to our attention. There are a group of people Obviously it's not working for, they have all had very serious uh, relapses into depression and a really hard job coming out the other side and they contacted us. While complaints now stand at over 240 and climbing, support groups say the number of people suffering is far higher. And I went to meet them and as a journalist you've always, you've got to sit in the middle Is it, you know, what's happening? Is it real? Are they exaggerating? And I was in absolutely no doubt after meeting them and hearing these stories that whatever it is about this generic drug, it's not working for them.
0: This is not a story of drugs denied or drugs awaiting funding, but of drugs changed or, and this is the word Pharmac uses, switched.
2: Yes, yeah, some people have switched from a brand called Effectsor and some people switched from another brand which was called Arrow Venlafaxine.
0: Lisa Williams, Pharmax Director of Operations.
2: And they've all switched to a new brand which is called
3: Enlifax XR.
0: Switched, switched, switched.
3: Within, I would say, two weeks of starting Enlifax uh, I was having nightmares and feeling depressed. Um, also, a lot of Uh, thoughts of self-harm and uh, suicide, yeah.
0: That's Amy who found herself going off a drug that appeared to be working onto one that seemed to undo that work. But here's what's confusing. Pharmac was and is adamant the original drug and its generic replacement are the same.
2: The science doesn't really tell us that there's a reason why people should experience a different outcome with a different brand of medicine because the medicine itself is the same. It's the same um, chemical, uh, it's got the same content uh, and Medsafe has checked it to make sure that they're happy that it um, works in the body in the same way.
0: So science, as cited by Medsafe and Pharmac, says there's nothing in the generic drug they're now using that explains all of this.
3: I got to the point where I was um, suicidal and wanted to hurt myself. I realised I was in the black hole, absolutely down. And I was nearly up the wall. I was so stressed. I was so anxious. I was really bad with it. felt like I was kind of losing my mind, really.
0: Trudy, Sarah, David, Amy, all of them switched and all of them felt demonstrably worse after the switch, despite the science and its certainty. Amy sums things up.
3: I feel really um, upset that this has happened to me. Um, I feel really upset that it's happened to so many other people. Uh, An antidepressant is supposed to improve your quality of life. but for many of us and, and myself, was completely the opposite. It was like I was on a depressant medication. It made me depressed. It made me... All of these things that we're trying to fight, we're trying to fight against.
0: And Nicole Bremner, who was telling these stories for One News and who'd approached this work with her usual professionalism and with the two-eyed dispassion of an outsider, kept hearing that sort of thing over and over again.
1: There's this uh, you know, theory that you get from Pharmac that we expect there to be an adverse reaction category. We expect that. But what you get in the adverse reaction category when you start talking to the people is, A... I've been on antidepressants a long time. I know my mental health. I am not imagining this. I am not resistant to change. And the second thing you get are some terrible stories about what is happening to these, to these patients who, for whom Anlifax isn't working. They are sliding back into a black hole, into chronic depression,
0: So the science said it shouldn't happen, and that it couldn't really, and the people were saying it was. And this, perhaps, is the conundrum of mental health, the particularity of each precious individual. Pharmac asserts the science, but when the people have very real experiences that seem to contradict the science, what is Pharmac's response? In short, what does Pharmac say back to Trudy, Sarah, David and Amy?
2: Yeah so Pharmac takes those kind of reports really seriously. Our our response is that people that are experiencing that must be engaging with their doctors uh, and um, talking about what they're experiencing, talking with their doctor about what the options are to manage that Um, and it's really important that those reports are made to the Centre for Adverse Reactions Monitoring.
0: And what are their options for managing that?
2: Uh, well, that's a conversation that they have to have with their doctors. Obviously, um, I'm not a doctor; I can't um, uh, talk about all the different kinds of options that are available. But you know, um, a, a medical practitioner is going to talk to them about um, the dosing that they're taking of the medicine, whether or not there's any other options for other medicines that might help them, whether or not there's any other therapies that would be helpful as well.
0: But in terms of switching back from Enlifax to Effexor, is that's something that pharmac would fund in specific incidences where the gp comes to you and and says this is really problematic
2: Yeah, so we do have um, a process which is called Named Patient Pharmaceutical Assessment. We call it NIPA for short. So it's about um, looking at people with exceptional clinical circumstances. Uh, We have had a number of applications for funding for um, both Effexor and the Arrow Venla vaccine brand um, via um, our exceptional circumstances process, Um, 42 applications so far we've received um, and of those so far we've said yes to two of them.
0: So 42 applications, two you've said yes to, so roughly five percent? Yep. Okay, that's low isn't it? It is low. Is this a consequence of the Pharmac model? Well, perhaps, and perhaps to answer that, we need to consider why the change of drugs was made. So, Lisa Williams, Trudy, Sarah, David and Amy were switched because?
2: Because Pharmac made a decision that uh, it was only going to fund one brand of uh, the medicine of vaccine, and that is Enlifax XR.
0: Which is a generic, right?
2: That's right. It's a generic.
0: And how much are you saving by doing that?
2: So it's around $15 million over a three-year period.
0: So roughly $5 million a year?
2: Roughly $5 million a year, yep.
0: And if we look at the Public Health and Disability Act, which prescribes Pharmac's behaviour as a crown entity, it's quite explicit. Pharmac's legislated objective is, and I quote, securing the best health outcomes reasonably achievable from pharmaceutical treatment from within the amount of funding provided. So if there's a cheaper generic and it works and the science says it works and Medsafe approves it, they're going to look pretty hard at it because they're required to. But does that always allow for the particularities of the human condition, particularly in mental health? In other words, if the generic that should work inexplicably isn't working for Trudy, Sarah, David and Amy, what do they do? Lisa Williams.
2: Yeah, well, look, uh, the experience that they're having is real um, and Pharmac wouldn't want to minimise um, the fact that they are experiencing that. Um, and our, our recommendation is absolutely they need to be engaging with their medical um, practitioners around that to see what the options are available to them.
0: OK, and that's the second time you've said that. What are the options available to them? Are you, Pharmac is the agency that determines what medicine they're getting. So in the context of the fact there is now only one medicine available, what are the options available to them?
2: Yeah, so there's one brand of this medicine that's funded. Um, uh, Some of the other brands are available in New Zealand. People can choose to self-fund them. But, you know, obviously we want to ensure that there are funded medicines available for people to use. Um, And um, so there are a range of other antidepressants uh, that people can try. Um, Those may be some of the conversations that people would be having with their doctors as well.
0: So if, to quote the verve, the drugs don't work, you go back to your GP or your psychiatrist if you have one, and then what? And here's where Pharmac begins, potentially, to look a little bit stubborn. If they've switched people to the generic, why should GPs inherit any problems? Later, I asked Lisa Williams about exactly that. But first, they're rock and a hard place position, as summarized by a psychiatrist, who's seen the impact of switching to the generic drug on some of his own
4: patients, and who has encouraged some of them to switch back. So, a Pharmac ally? Nope. It's a very difficult situation for Pharmac. I don't think they're anywhere near a malevolent organisation. They've got a difficult job. They're trying to get the best healthcare to the population on a relatively small budget. They rely on what they see as being the best evidence, and they will preferentially fund a cheaper formulation if they feel as though it's effective.
0: And that's the feedback we keep getting, that the
4: Pharmac model, value,
0: efficacy, approval, works well as science, but mental health isn't
4: generic. It can be very person-specific. The difficulty is that what shows up on a piece of research um, may very well not translate into what happens when you're sitting in a clinical consultation with somebody. Let's broaden out, way out.
1: Our suicide rate, I do not need to tell you, is shameful. But we also know that there has been a huge stretch on services in terms of demand.
0: On the 23rd of January this year, the Prime Minister announced an inquiry into mental health and addiction issues and services in this country.
1: This is a very personal issue for many, many New Zealanders.
0: It is, of course, profoundly so. But the sense Nicole Bremner got as she worked on her stories for One News and that we got as we looked at this for this podcast is that the
4: application of generic has somehow, sometimes, usurped the personal here. And the government looks at it, I suspect, looks at the number of people with depression in New Zealand and tries to get the, the biggest bang for the, for the health budget back. But depression's a... a serious illness. It's got a substantial toll on quality of life, on physical health. It's got a definite mortality attached with it like we know with suicide. It's not a, it's not a lightweight problem. It's not the worried well that, that suffer from depression. It's oftentimes a life-threatening illness.
0: So when, for whatever reason, in contradiction of the science, yes, the generic doesn't work, is it enough for pharmac who switch people to say, hey, talk to your medical practitioner, and if there's an adverse reaction, notify CALM, the centre that monitors such reactions?
4: Just personally, from my practice, I've, I've become a little ground down by what I see as being a lack of response or a lack of change in the process.
0: Amy made the change herself. She saw one of Nicole Bremner's stories on One News, took herself off the generic and self-funded a return to the drug she'd been on.
3: Yeah, and within three days I started to feel myself again. Started to feel normal. Got out of bed, had a shower, did the dishes. I actually baked some cookies and stuff, yeah. So, yeah.
4: Antidepressants are far from miracle treatments. They're not cures. Um, But I'd like to know that I can have some confidence in what I prescribe to somebody who's got a significant illness.
0: People are describing uh, thoughts of suicide and thoughts of self-harm. And this is a big problem in this country at the moment. And I just wonder how long we require people to participate in a Pharmac prescription when they are that vulnerable before we say, actually, we're prepared to put you back on the drug that seemed to be working better for you.
2: And um, it's extremely concerning, John, that people are um, having those kind of feelings and they absolutely must be engaging with their doctors or with um, uh, suicide helplines, those kind of things if that is occurring for them Um, and as I've talked about, we do have the exceptional circumstances application process. There have been some um, that have been approved Um, and if people are
0: Two, right?
2: Two, yeah but, you know, um, as a before many of them we haven't been given um, much information and when we've asked for more information about um, the person's circumstances it hasn't been forthcoming so um, perhaps it is that um, doctors don't think that they'll be successful but I would highly recommend that they are putting those applications in because we assess each person
1: on their individual circumstances there isn't a suggestion here that pharmac isn't doing the right thing by trying to get more bang for its buck out of the health funding dollar you know they mm. you know nobody's saying here they shouldn't be trying to get better value for money we all sorts of patients are screaming out for all sorts of new drugs and meds and treatment, treatments so we get all that right But it's just the small number of people for whom it's not effective. We're not talking side effects here. We're talking it's simply not working.
0: Have Pharmac been flat-footed in their response to the people for whom, as inexplicable as it is, the generic drug hasn't been the right solution? And does that speak to the broader issues of a mental health system under pressure that still doesn't do what the Prime Minister wants it to do, acknowledge that mental health is very personal? and that sometimes the personal is not generic. So the generics are compelling because they are better value for money. But when there is a group of people saying, hey, they aren't working for me, is Pharmax stubborn sometimes about the fact that you have put the generics in place and you don't want to retreat from that position or create a precedent which may see you having to return to effects or
2: you're right one of the key things that Pharmac does is take advantage of the competition that occurs when there is more than one supplier of a medicine um, and uh, when we do that we run open competitive processes sometimes the branded medicine wins and sometimes generic medicines win um, and and we give a period of sole supply um, to to a, um, a brand for a period of time um, but before we even go down that route we take clinical advice about whether or not it would be appropriate to ask people to change brands Uh, and in this particular case for Venla vaccine we went to our mental health subcommittee and we asked them you know, would this be an appropriate thing to do? Would it be okay for people to switch brands of this medicine? Is there any clinical reason why we shouldn't do this? And their advice was, no this should be fine people should be able to change brands um, you may need to provide a little bit of extra information and support um, but it's definitely something that's not um, that, that they didn't feel would um, have uh, bad consequences for people. So that's part of our decision making before we even go ahead with it. Now we're in the situation where the brand change has happened um, and we do have um, a pressure valve process which is effectively what this exceptional circumstances process is. So um, yes we're hearing that people are having these experiences and um, I don't think we're stubbornly sitting here and saying that they can't have something else. We're assessing each person in their individual circumstances. My team of people are looking at those applications really carefully um, and making sure that we're making the best decisions.
0: Now if you're affected by any issues raised in this podcast, please talk to your GP. For urgent help you can call or text 1737 for free counselling. And if you're watching this podcast, as opposed to listening to it, we've put some other numbers on the screen where you can call and get help. We encourage you to do so. If you need help, ask for it. This is The Story, a TVNZ podcast produced by Erica Wood and Julie Clothier and edited by Justin Moore. I'm John Campbell. Thanks for joining us.